Has the world gone crazy? Life is difficult. When you need help, where do you turn? Welcome to Christian Impact, impacting your life with spiritual truth. I am Dr. Kelly Blanton, and I'm sharing practical truths in the Bible that can truly change your life. Today is December 13th, 2022. And we continue our series, Chronicles of the Kingdom. This is Lesson 48, Kingdom Ministry. As we are approaching Christmas and the end of the year, we only have a couple of more of these lessons for this series before we move on to new topics. But this is a lesson that's close to my heart. I want to see people rise up and to find their callings and their purpose for what God has made them and enter into kingdom ministry. And so we're going to talk about kingdom ministry and some aspects of it we're going to start off with first corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 for since in the wisdom of god the world through wisdom did not know god it pleased god through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe you know the kingdom of heaven on earth begins with what people think and believe We all have a worldview or belief system. And it's that worldview or belief system that's developed from our perspective of reality. What have we experienced repeatedly? What have we seen? What have we heard? Especially what have we heard from acceptable, reliable sources? These things determine our perspective of reality. So a group of people with different backgrounds have different perspectives. And we can see that there are people, different groups of people, whether in our country or in other countries, they have different worldviews, different perspectives. They could all be given the same exposure to the same circumstance and they would each see a somewhat different event and come to different conclusions. They would decide on different courses of action in response to the circumstances that they have perceived. See, interpretation is what one experiences in a natural process of our minds, and this automatically occurs in all of us. But we have to understand that experience and training have given all of us a perception that both has strengths and limitations about how we can change a situation or circumstance that we're in because it's it's formed by our worldview or our belief system. Only in extremely desperate situations 
will we use resources believed to be, I don't know, available or impactful to alter a situation? So let me sort of repeat this idea. When we get desperate, that's when we really begin to draw upon our belief systems. What do we truly believe that is within our resources or abilities that's available to us that we can actually change or alter the situation or circumstance? We can't use resources if we don't know they're available or if we don't truly believe they're potent enough to change. Now, I I want to highlight what I just said. We all understand, well, if I don't know about a resource, how can I use it? Okay, we can understand that. But this next part about if we don't believe it's potent, in other words, it's, it's, it's like a, I'm going to use an example of wasp spray because as a kid, I got stung by lots of wasps and some of it was my fault. I like to throw rocks at their nests and things. And so, um, I've got this relationship with a certain type of wasp that I, I don't like them. They sting me and it's, it's, I feel like it's nature's thing. They all know, oh, this is the guy that when he was a kid messed with us. And so, Whenever I have issues with wasp building nests around my house, I want to be sure I get a good uh, wasp killing spray, an insecticide, that will kill them. And I can tell you, there are some insecticides you can go buy, and I'm not going to use name brand names because I'm not advertising for them. But if I spray it and that chemical hits them, they, they drop in the air dead. Uh, you know, they can be, I can hit a nest of hundreds of them and, and they, and as they fly off to get me, they all just drop dead. Uh, that's a good insecticide. I don't get stung. There are other insecticides that do not kill instantly. They do kill them, but they, they may take a minute or two minutes or five minutes. I don't know. But the point is that when you spray them, there's this time when they're not dead and they're fighting mad because they can feel it working on them and those insecticides get me stung because the they those wasps don't die fast enough and so my belief and this may be a belief because it may be the same chemical but my belief is when i when i'm going to buy wasp spray is that those wasp sprays are not potent enough to kill the wasp i'm going to get stung with them i do not want to use them now this is an example but we all have the same thing. We have experiences or things that have happened in our life. And when I say experiences, I mean mainly from other people that have limited our belief in certain things to actually change the world. And as Christians, I want to talk about we've adopted certain limitations upon the Lord based upon experiences with people in our past and because of this we now have got this unbelief system about certain things god can and cannot do and these are the results of a religious system and people religious traditions and because of this when we are desperate when we need something to change when we need uh something miraculous our worldviews 
that belief system comes into play. And if we don't trust the Lord, then we will not consider him potent enough to kill our problem. He's not a good spray to get. And and in one sense, I like to use the word potent because God is omnipotent. That's a that's a characteristic. That means all powerful, all powerful, all able to do things. That is who God is. But we we limit Him. And as Christians, we need to be honest because in our basic understandings and beliefs, we will all shake our heads up and down, and we will say God can do anything. But then, when the situation excuse me, I'm getting tongue-tied, when the situation or circumstance becomes desperate, the truth comes out. We really don't believe those empty words that we just said. And we have to understand that there are so many things that God wants to move on our behalf, but he also wants us to have faith. He also wants us to believe that he can do these things. Now, God in his all-powerfulness can do anything he wants. And there's times in Scripture when when Jesus overrides our lack of faith and produces miracles anyway. But there are many times when Jesus does not move because of lack of faith. And I have to be honest and say I don't understand where the line is. And how does he make these these judgment calls? I don't know. I don't. I'm not God. I can't fathom why some of this is, and I have to trust that his ways, his knowledge, his understanding is greater than mine. Um, and again, this gets into limitations because, in honesty, most of us, when I say that, I can I can hear skeptics want to argue that now. But you see, you see, those skeptics believe they know better than God. They know the answer to that, and they know better than God. And they put themselves in the position of God. And that's not a good thing. I mean, that's what Satan did. And that's why he was kicked out of heaven. Uh, he wanted to be God. And if we put ourselves in that position, I can tell you now, God's not going to work on our behalf. Uh, he's not going to bless sin. And he's not going to bless you thinking you know more than him. That's not. If anything, he's going to allow your circumstance to get worse to humble you. Uh, to make you come and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I need you. Uh, that's a, that's what he wants from us. He doesn't want us saying, I know what's best, God. You do what I want. Um, that's not how the Christian walk goes. We don't get to tell God what to do. Um, God is not McDonald's that we drive up in a drive through window and we make an order. God, here's my order. You fulfill my order. That's, that's not how the kingdom of heaven and the, the kingdom of God works. And we've got over... A year's worth of lessons almost, and I think we've pretty much established that, that it's about us following God, trusting God. And so we need to step out of the way. Now, I get to this point, what does all this have to do with that verse I just read? Well, it says, um, in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. You see, the world has a wisdom and an understanding and a knowledge that is limited it doesn't really know the Lord. Um, and many times we will trust that wisdom. And But God used a foolishness of the message of preaching. And so I want to talk a little bit about preaching. And I probably took more time than I wanted to talking about these limitations 
we put on God. But if we look at these scriptures, and there's so many that go on, I could list so many of them where, the, where, where Jesus went preaching the kingdom, where Paul went preaching the kingdom, where Peter went preaching the kingdom. You know, there, there's so many uh, scripture references. But we have to understand that and our limitation um, we think that preaching just comes from a man standing behind a pulpit or platform and speaking uh, a speech. And that's not what preaching is really about. See, the, the, the word for preaching is more of a declaration. You're declaring the kingdom. But it's, it's not just a vocal, I'm going to stand in a pulpit and tell you how to do life. Because... Um, it's, it's much more about how you live life, how you demonstrate. Now, let me give you some examples. 1 Corinthians 4.20, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 1 Thessalonians 1.5, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. You see, and, and these are just a, a few examples. Now, I'll, I'll give you one more. Mark 10, 7 and 8. And as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. You see, the the the, the preaching of the kingdom, here, here's Paul suddenly saying, it's not about words, it's about power. The gospel doesn't come to you in word only, but in power and Holy Spirit and much assurance. And that assurance is that guarantee. It's that, it's that guarantee that, that this is going to be uh, what it is you're hearing about. It's God's seal that you can't go wrong with this. And that's when we have to understand that empty words don't do much. But when you, you you declare God's kingdom, it should be backed up with the presence of the Spirit that results in power that changes circumstances. It's miraculous. It changes things. And that's where we as Christians have to understand that our limiting views on the Lord... Uh, they they constrict us. It causes us not to fully believe what it is we're saying. If you think about how you came to the Lord, how did you get saved? We have to understand that we heard the gospel message we of the kingdom. We we heard about the saving that Jesus did. But it was demonstrated by some power of the Holy Spirit upon us. Something supernatural happened to us when we, we, when we heard about Jesus. And we were, we were freed. We were, you know, released from our bondage in darkness. And that's what we must understand is that we must now renew our minds. We've talked a lot about this in other lessons. We have to renew our minds. What did Jesus say about us? What did Jesus say about the kingdom of God? And now we must begin to flow 
in the spiritual power of the living God by his anointing. It comes from the Spirit of God. You know, John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39 says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. See, my question for you is, do you believe? See, now's the time. We are living in a Kairos moment. Those of us that can hear the Spirit, that, that, that understand the Spirit, we may not be able to define the moment. We don't, you know, there's lots of us speculating. But the point is that we know, we, we can feel the present Spirit that, that we're moving into a Kairos moment. That this is something uniquely special. We were born for such a time as this. You know, there, there won't be any time like it in the past or in the present. It is uniquely us. It is, you know, all time. People living in the 1800s, it was uniquely their time. People in 500 AD, it was uniquely their time. And we were living in a uniquely our time. And something is up. You, you can feel it in the spirit. And God is, is flowing. And it's time for us to flow in his grace, his love, and his power. Do you believe in the Lord as the scriptures have said, not as tradition dictates, not as yours and my worldview? I want to say I have a Christian worldview, but do we? It's like, let's be honest. Have I, have I gotten out certain worldly thinking and wisdom from my mind so that I can really trust the Lord? Because you see, the kingdom of God is not just about a church building, a church organization. I want to say it's not about church. But that in itself is a misuse of the word church because we, the people, are a church. But when we say that, that's not what we're thinking about. We're thinking about that meeting on Sunday morning. We're thinking about the building. We're thinking about the organization of the name out front. You see, none of that is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is about the people. It's about the presence of God. It's about his rule. Um, it, the kingdom of God, it encompasses life. And you see, the preaching of the gospel is about the declaration of life. Yes, it's about the message of Jesus on the cross, but what is that about? That's about bringing life to dead people. We used to joke, there was that show that came on TV called The Walking Dead, and we're going, well, we've been walking dead. If, if, you're, if you're lost, if you don't know Jesus, if you're trapped in your sin, you're, you're a walking dead man. But God wants to bring life. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, is, is the Holy Spirit flowing out of me like a river of living water? Or am I a dried up riverbed? Is, or maybe there's just a little trickle of water running down me if I've been in drought. You know, God wants us to flow. You know, Revelation 22.1 says, uh, John says, And he showed me a pure river of a water of life, crystal clear, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. I know, what does that have to do with what I'm saying? This is John, he's in the end of Revelation. He's seeing this clear river of God. Jesus says we're supposed to have living water flowing through us. Do you want to just have little trickles of the Spirit moving in your life? Are you content to just hang on to the past? You know, are we going to stand before the Lord someday and be so daring as to try to tell God, God, you don't understand it was bad down here. You don't understand my circumstances. It was really bad. My situation was bad, Lord. 
Do we do we honestly think that that's going to work? No, we we need to we need to have our minds renewed through him. You know, Hebrews 5:14 says, "But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil." Now, in Hebrews 5 con, uh, context in Hebrews 5, it's talking about, you know, we don't, we, it's time to grow up. We don't need to be babies sucking on the, the bottle of milk from, from what God has. It's time to grow up. You know, if we've matured, if we've come to full age, you know, and how do, you, how do you grow up? How do you come mature? By reason of use. Use of what? Use of walking in the Spirit. Handling the Word. Are, are, we, are we using that? To grow up. Because if we do, it says what? They have their senses exercised to discern. You know, I know that that's sort of a King James reading there I'm, I'm looking at. But it means that your senses, what you, your, your mind that has been brainwashed, so to speak, your mind that's been corrupted by sin and darkness, uh, needs to be renewed, cleansed by the Word of God. And, and, and as we've used God, as we've walked in the Spirit, and as we're using the Word of God, our senses, our senses, and there's that, 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 that exercise there is talking about the usage of these things because we're using it, we're in it, we're, we're, we're moving in it. It's like, it's like, you know, you exercise muscles to get stronger. Well, we've exercised our mind in the Word of God. Um, that all of a sudden the Spirit of God helps us to what? We begin to discern between good and evil. You see, the, the, the lies of the enemy, the, what goes back to Adam and Eve, is going, well, eat this fruit and you'll, you'll know that you'll, know, you'll have knowledge of good and evil. And are we, aren't we like that? We want the quick way. Can I just pop a pill that will make me lose weight so I don't have to die and exercise? Is there just a pill that will fix me? Is there just a pill or a shot that I can take so I don't have to be sick anymore? You know, is there just something that I can just pop in my mouth and I can just go about my business? Um, is is there not a pill or shot I can take that will free me from addiction from nicotine and cigarettes? You know, what what what, what about alcohol? What about some drug addiction? Can I just take a pill? You know, we that's that's sort of kind of what we want. It's, it's the that's the lie of the enemy. But to, but God brings discernment through His Spirit. But that comes through what walking with the Spirit. And being in his word. You know, Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove or you may understand what is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. I many times people ask me, well, I don't know what God's will is. Well, you need to get in God's word and have your mind renewed. Because if you do that, the spirit will lead you into that. Um, he's not trying to keep secrets from you. Now we're back to the very beginning of the year. God's not into secrets. So in declaring the kingdom is about walking in a lifestyle of the spirit where the rivers of God is flowing out of you and it demonstrates his power. It changes. Sometimes we need to remember what happened to me when I got saved. I was changed. Something changed in me. See, we want to be saved from our circumstances, but really we need God to save us from ourselves and our sin. And when that happens, suddenly because I'm changed, the circumstances may be the same, but I'm no longer the same person in that circumstance. So that circumstance no longer has dominion over me the way it had when I was my old self. 
you need, somebody out there needs to listen to this and process this. When God changes you, your circumstances don't change. You've been changed so your circumstances no longer have control of you the same way because now you're different. You know, Mark 9.23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You have bad circumstances. Do you, do you put your trust in God? Do you believe that he's bigger than your circumstance? Do you believe he can transform you? Get your mind off of the circumstance and put it on the Lord and what he can do in you and through you. Because when God transforms you, sometimes you want your circumstance to go away. Sometimes God wants you to conquer it. But he can't conquer it if you think you're... If you're like Gideon, I think of Gideon. You know, Gideon was a coward, and yet God came down and said, you're a mighty warrior. Gideon became a leader and transformed Israel. He didn't make the Philistines and their captors go away. He transformed Gideon, who was a coward and afraid, to someone who believed God, who said, you're a warrior, rise up. And then God used that. He transformed Gideon. And then Gideon being changed and changed man overcame his circumstances. And that's what we need to do. You know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Now, I'm not into positive thinking. You know, you can, it's not like, oh, if I just believe hard enough, I become something. Don't get that. But it's, it's as the scriptures have said. If we believe in Jesus, as the scriptures have told us, not what I want, you know, it's not about me thinking, well, I want to be this, and so if I just believe it hard enough, um, you know, that's part of the lie of the world. We have so many people with with messed up identities. They think if they can just think it hard enough, it'll happen. We need to listen to what God says about us and, and how he can transform us. And he can do mighty miracles in our lives. And in doing this, this is where kingdom ministry sprouts out of. Now I'm going to I'm going to stop here and we will pick up this topic next week. But I just want to pray right now. Father, I just pray for those listening. That Father, that you just begin to touch them, Lord, that they would examine their lives, God, the Lord, that you'd help break off old traditions that have limited our thinking, God. Help us to see you as the scripture says. Lord, I pray that you'd renew with a freshness the flow of your river in us. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you begin to move in our hearts, that you get dead debris, circumstances, uh, words from people, things that we've allowed to enter into our hearts and our minds, God, that Make us not want to trust you, Lord. The Father, some of us, we, when, I, when I talked about that trickle, we, we feel like there's just been a trickle of the Spirit, and we, we can remember there was a time when you were moving in our life, and there was it felt so powerful, and everything was so fresh. Lord, I just pray right now, God, that you'd begin to touch those that feel that way, God, that you'd begin, Lord, to, 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 to break their hearts in a good way, God, that, Father, that they would say right now with me, Lord, I want to come back to you, Lord. Lord, cleanse me of these things. Lord, move upon my life. Transform me now by your power, God. Lord, we're getting ready to ce- celebrate Christmas, and, and Lord, uh, Christmas 
we were the reason you came. Lord, you didn't look down at us and say, these grody people, I don't know. No, you came for us, Lord. You want to rid us, God, of sin and darkness. That's your desire. Father, I pray right now, God, that that from your love and your grace, that right now by your power, God, that you just begin to transform hearts, that you'd once again begin to open up the old wells, God, that you you begin to flow in our life, God, in renewed passion and newness, God. That, Father, that we would once again step in, God, to your move of what you're doing, God, that we would feel close to you, God, and that, Lord, we don't have to seek revival outside. Lord, the revival is right here, right now, moving upon us. Father, I pray, Lord, that as we do this, God, that you begin to, to rise up a sense of calling and purpose again in a generation, Lord. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We will continue our part two of Kingdom Ministry next week. You can listen to other lessons in the series, Chronicles of the Kingdom, on our website, christianimpact.net. And until next time, God bless. Oh.